From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Ole Miss and Texas A&M beginning its weekend tonight at 6.30 at Swayze Field, continuing 7 o'clock tomorrow. Remember, that is a schedule time change. I, I think it's because of OHS graduation. I think they're trying to get all the graduation oh. on campus before the baseball rush then happens. That's exactly what it is. That is my hypothesis for yeah, the uh, OHS. OHS's is it, graduation is at the pavilion at se- at six thirty or six, even. like six even. Yeah. yeah, so seven for the baseball game. Let's it all kind of not congest right there on that side of campus. Well, so, that was smart. I'm going to give them credit for that being what it is, even if it's not. It sounds logical. It makes sense. We're going to go with that. That's so, probably it. Good yeah. for them. That's that's a yeah. that was that, somebody somebody did some thinking. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday, one thirty for the finale. Uh, senior day now on Saturday for anybody who wants to see that. It was originally on Thursday. They've now moved that to Saturday. So gotcha. There are the uh, there are the uh, the things uh, I wrote about Jim Schlossnagel and Mike Bianco this morning. To uh, maybe maybe Mike's best friend in the coaching profession, Jim is. Uh, He's been around for some interesting things with that a little bit as the show goes on. But college football gave us so much yesterday. We have some things to talk about as. It has become professional wrestling and a soap opera a little bit around the SEC and the uh, and the country. So that and more coming up on today's show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials. You know about the different ways to uh, save some money at the pump with the Exxon Mobile app. And remember, May is Blue Sky Barbecue Month. You get a full rib slab, sixteen ninety nine. A family meal, you throw a couple sides on it, you get the full slab too for nineteen ninety nine, the leg quarter for one ninety nine, the barbecue sandwich for two ninety nine, or if you just like a drumstick, seventy nine cents for that. They are at all blue sky locations that do that around Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. Again, compete from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, six six two, two five seven, nineteen hundred. Call that number, ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You will love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 1900 guests join on the rafters music and food hotline rafters music and food on the square in oxford a great place if you're in town for the weekend great place to grab a po' boy a burger appetizers great beer selection full bar and more there at rafters on the square in oxford and also rafters in new albany when we out there interested in golf they are streaming the uh tiger rory spieth 18 this morning, and then I don't know what the PGA Championship does for TV, but later today it will be on somewhere. So there is, uh, there's that. So I've never been to this course. I could probably get to this course. I have, I would have access to it. Tulsa. Yeah, my first cousin's the president of the Tulsa Chamber of Commerce. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. You do have some interesting things in Tulsa from time to time when that's a th- when that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I keep putting Tiger in kind of an ugly shirt today. Not, yeah, not, not like, exactly. Uh, I don't like that look. They give Rory a better one. 
don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't looked at him yet. So anyway, all right. Focus podcast. Um, we'll get to plenty of college football we got here. But I, I, I was talking about this. I was thinking about this yesterday. We had a media op. We talked to Hunter Elliott, Tim Elko, and Mike Bianco. I have stuff on the other two. Kind of on. It sort of worked out perfectly for the week because Hunter will throw tomorrow, and then Tim has senior day on Saturday. So that all worked out pretty well. Um, Raleigh Maddox's surgery went as well as a surgery can go. Um, the James Andrews Clinic did it in Birmingham uh, this week. Uh, it was a complete reconstruction. Um, they took the ligament out of his hamstring or the tendon out of his hamstring to repair it. Um, you typically do wrist, hamstring, cadaver. Um, this one came out of the hamstring for uh, for him. I think I, I, I'm glad I had a real life person. I feel like yeah, or, or my own. Actually, I had my own. Like I feel like cadaver is 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 not the way I would want to go. Let's let's keep all my body parts in my yeah, body. I, I think I'd want to do the hamstring. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I remember they told me they were glad I had one on the same side because then you're only healing one side of your body. Oh. Versus the right wrist and then and whatever. So anyway, um, but somebody asked about A&M. He started to much Schlossnagel, and I, while I wrote about it this morning, I kind of remembered, you know, had Jim just said yes to Mike in 2000, none of this Dan McDonald thing would have ever happened. We wouldn't even be having these conversations today. Dan, Mike did not even know Dan in 2000. He had no clue who he was. He offered the job first to John McCormick, who is the head coach at Florida Atlantic, or is now the head coach at Florida Atlantic at the time he was assistant somewhere. Then he offered it to Schlossnagel, who was an assistant at Tulane at the time. Then he offered it to Brian O'Connor, who was an assistant at Notre Dame at the time, now at Virginia. Then he offered it to Kevin O'Sullivan, who is the head coach of Florida, obviously, that was at Clemson at the time. He dodged a bullet there. 20 years ago, you know, a little different deal there. Uh, so, I mean, look, credit to him. I mean, for, at the time, made a hell of an AD. He went through some coaches and ended up pretty damn successful yeah. with their different places. Um, and then Dan had sent him tons of material and kept kind of almost begging for the job. Dan was at the Citadel at the time, and his references were Jack Leggett at Clemson and Ray Tanner at South Carolina. And when Mike called Ray, he goes, hey, look, he's at this military school, and he's kind of giving his fits a little bit. It's a, it's, it's, it's a bit of a thing. So um, – that's how we ended up hiring Dan. But, yeah, never would have happened with, uh, with Schlossnagel. And as I got to thinking about it, they have really intersected a lot. And, frankly, even their careers to a point. He's been at TCU – or he was at TCU from 2003 or four till he left for A&M this year. The one time Mike could have won a road regional, which would have kind of changed his tenure a little bit too. He's never done that. It was 2012 when TCU beat them back-to-back in College Station. Mike uh, ended up with the best finish in program history, beating TCU in Omaha in 2014. They have a lot of Team USA connections. Mike was with them in 2013 there, and then that probably led to him getting this managerial job with them this summer. And, frankly, Mike's trying to save his job by meeting his buddy this weekend in College Station and they're trying to get to the postseason and, and make that work. And, you know, what's happening to Mike, now look, Jim has had more success. He's been to Omaha five times at TCU. But as I wrote, it's just a long-ass time. At one place for a long time, things yep. started happening. It was it was about things that, TC, that Texas A&M offered, but it was also about things that TCU either wouldn't or couldn't do. And it just kind of been a while. And you start, you know, it's it, you start kind of getting on people's nerves a little bit. And things kind of happen, and things progress in those different ways. Schlossnagel had flirted with Mississippi State there at one point. A lot of different, a uh, lot of different things had had gone there, but he's. Rejuvenated. He's done a hell of a job at college, in College Station here in year one for the uh, the Aggies. They're seventeen and ten. They are tied with Arkansas for the SEC West lead, and they have the tiebreaker. They beat Arkansas in the series, so uh, he's in pretty good shape. And the RPI is better. I saw it was nineteen this morning. 
for uh, Texas A&M. They're two wins away from definitely a host and maybe one, frankly. I think – hell, they might have one anyway. Yeah. They, they honestly might already be in anyway. They're probably they're already going. hosting. Yeah. They're probably on cruise control at this point. They can't get to a national top seed. And they've got one of the 16 sites. They're probably okay. They're probably playing with house money right now. As long as Auburn doesn't do anything stupid, Auburn's okay. Tennessee's obviously okay. Arkansas, Arkansas is weird. Arkansas but probably, probably okay. needs to win two in Tuscaloosa. Oh, is that, yeah, they definitely probably yeah. need to not lose that series. And they probably they'll probably but eighteen and twelve in the league is hosting, right? Should nineteen and eleven would definitely do well, it. Yeah, I mean that's they're they're weird. If they were to sweep Alabama, they'd get to twenty wins, which normally tells you you're a national seed. Yeah, but their RPI doesn't support that. It's very similar to Ole Miss in '09. They went twenty and ten and did, were not a national seed because yeah. of other factors and other other metrics they had going at that point. But it's kind of the setup. A um, and M had taken two in College Station last year. It was a pretty fiery series. They kind of got into it a little bit. That's when the Frizzell kid from A and M went off. He had like five home runs on the weekend. Yeah, got. Whatever, um, but different tenure. It will be polite between Jim and Mike and the buddies tonight. Uh, it they have like very different like personality profiles too. It's kind of an uh, kind of an odd couple because we've always heard they've been like that's probably his closest friend in college baseball, but they don't necessarily act the same for the most part. Uh, so anyway. sometimes opposites attract. That's true, and then birds of a feather. Kind of depends. But they saw each other a lot when Mike was the assistant at LSU and Jim was the assistant at Tulane, especially in those days when Tulane was kind of a more national program than yeah. they are now. They fired their coach, by the way. Tulane? Yeah. Travis Jewett, they fired him last, earlier this week. Whatever that's worth, just heads up. Um, Mike did tell me yesterday his assistants for Team USA this summer are Cliff, uh, Kirk Sarloos, the head coach at TCU, and Josh Holiday, the head coach at Oklahoma State, or oh. the other uh, – their coaches doesn't have holidays kid on the team though right apparently does not have holidays kid on the team that is that is the uh, that is correct yes. i would assume gonzalez has a good chance to make that team this summer yeah i would think i would think that would that would make sense dylan cruz probably has a good chance to make that team this summer yeah enrique bradfield probably has a chance to make that team if he doesn't make it i want to see the cats who beat him out <laughs> you need to see the center fielder that's if he's what i mean the center fielder. I'd have a hand raise. <laughs> uh, he would get your SEC Player of the Year vote. I don't know about that. Um, I'd have to think. He's about just the prospect you want to. He's the well, yeah, because kids from Tennessee have stats out there. Yeah, he's yeah, the dude right. I want to invest my stock in. Okay. I don't see a way he doesn't play in the majors for a long time. We talked about this, you and me, just on the phone the other day. You think that his speed and stolen base profile is enough? For that level, even though they don't necessarily value that anymore. Yeah, but they keep deadening the ball. So you think there's a reversal coming? Yeah, I do. And he makes good contact. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's a tough at-bat. He can really run. Uh, he's – I don't know what his grade, his 20-80 grade is in, in center field, but I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's close it to 80. It doesn't suck, yeah. Um, his arm's fine. And he's going to grow into that body. He's going he's gonna to generate more power as he gets older. I'm, he's, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Put it that way. I'm fully invested in him. In a league full of great players, he's, he can't miss. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's heading the thread. I mean, Barry's probably the best hitter in the league. Just straight professional hitter. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think so. Tennessee has really damn good players. They do. I mean, I'm I'm a little skeptical from a prospect standpoint on some of them. I like Barry. I like Cruz. I like Gonzalez, obviously. Um, trying to think of who else I, from a, just a prospect standpoint is a position player that just stands out. I think about it a little bit. There's not. I mean, it's it's you get into that really good baseball, college baseball. I like player the, the, the center fielder at, at Auburn's a good player. I like him. Um, he's a tough at bat. Like the kid that's hitting all the home runs for Auburn. I don't. I don't. Yeah, Desichera. Yeah, I don't like him as a as a pro prospect. No, I think I think you he's can, really really good college baseball. Yeah, player. yeah. He's kind of Elko ish. The third baseman at Arkansas, Wallace. Yeah, got a chance. Got a chance. Has has. Has a lot of tools. Um, hits for some pop. That doesn't strike out a lot. Can run some. I I I don't like Robert Moore as a as a he's as a, a pro year. prospect. He's had a really he's really struggled. Um, yeah, actually, like battles the shortstop better yeah. than I like Moore defensively. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, he some of the double plays and stuff they turn is is yeah. they, they are so good up the middle. Yeah, but he, but he's a he's a he's a minus hitter. Um, he doesn't hit off speed stuff well at all. So those are the guys that stand out, but I love I love Bradfield, the right fielder for Vanderbilt. I, I can't think of his name right now. Um, he's a, he's a major league player. I don't know whether he's a, he might be a freshman. I don't know. He's he's a stud. It is a valid argument. Give Barry some of Tennessee's bats, and let's watch a good game. Um, <sighs> what I read about Barry is that when they put wood in his hands, there's no fall off, which is what you're looking for. Yeah, it was handy when you when you hired Jay Johnson and you just get Jacob Berry while you're at it. That was beneficial to it. Oh, that's a good comparison from Georgia Rebel. He says battles is Andrelton Simmons type. That's not bad. That's not a bad comp. He's got a good body. Got a chance. He's not. I just I don't know. He he's going to have to increase his contact rate as a hitter. But now he won't have to do a whole lot to make to a stick. to stick because his glove is phenomenal. And I'm guessing he could play second and probably could play third in a pinch. Yeah, that's true. That's that's not a bad comp at all. By the way, before we switch to football, probably yep. for good, um, yeah. the uh, Peyton Chatney show is up on uh, rebelgrove.com, also on this YouTube channel. It was really good. It was a, number one, it was kind of fun to visit after some wins because we've been visiting a lot after losses. But we talked about a lot of stuff, including the mental part of the game and some things like that. So it was really good about a half hour if you are um, driving up for the game or whatnot. A good thing to listen to. It's up on the podcast stream as well as uh, YouTube. It's brought to you by The Rogue, by the way, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. They've got their uh, collegiate collection deal going right now, 25% off. I think they had Ole Miss stuff, State stuff, Alabama stuff, maybe LSU. I can't remember who else, but or looking for a graduation gift or whatnot, they've got a collegiate collection there throughout the month of May at the Rogue. So, yeah, we'll switch to uh, to football in a, in a second. I was trying to think if it was just literally anything else um, from uh, 
from baseball or any other sport going on. But frankly, there's there's really not. What are the series uh, this weekend? Yeah, that's what I was pulling up to just do quickly before we uh, before we do it again. Ole Miss currently the eight seed for the SEC tournament. They cannot be the twelve. They uh, frankly might not can even be the eleven. I'd have to check some Alabama stuff to see if Bama could catch them or not, and they're not going to sweep Arkansas, so they're probably okay there. Um, if that's the case, that takes them out of the um, night game and the first game of the day. No, oh, congratulations! Now, unless they became the six, they could get to the six. But then you're the 10 a.m. game, right? You're 9:30 in the morning. Oh, congratulations! Six and eleven is not. Yeah, because I was talking to Sasha State, and he's like, "Yeah, I really don't want that first game." I was like, "No." Yes, you do. Come on, nine thirty. <laughs> let's let, let, let's have some coffee and a donut and get to some baseball. Let's go. That's fine. Because like, if they win, you got the rest of the day. You are done at like three. Yeah. And if they lose, you're home by like five. Like it's 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 yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's gold all yeah, the way oh, around. That's, that's from the there. game you want. Yeah. Um, we were kind of like running through travel schedules and whatnot, and I was like, no, that's that's that that's completely fine right there. Let's do that that thing. Yeah, six and eleven is at nine thirty in the morning. Uh, seven ten is at one thirty. Um, eight nine is at four, and then five and twelve is at ten fifteen. So that's yeah. kind of how that, that 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 shakes out. So yeah, they can't be the twelve. The five would take a ton of work um, and a lot of help. The four is still technically mathematically possible, but it's not. I don't like their chances. The list of what had to happen yeah. was was pretty severe there during, uh, I'd during bet that it, one. I'd bet against that. Yeah, but look, seven, eight, nine, ten, all very much in play. I think they are staring at the second or the third game of the day is kind of what it what it looks like right now, barring a really crazy week. I'll cheer way. for you to get the second game. Second game. The third game's. It usually starts on time, but it's four thirty ish. Sometimes the problem is you're staying either way. You're not. I'm dri- not driving back if right, they lose right. after the four thirty game because right. I wouldn't get done with work until almost ten, and that's that's that, there would have been a day. I mean, you and I left Nashville at one thirty one morning or one one night after a yeah, football game. Never doing that again. We waited an hour to eat, ate dinner, and then left. It was maybe with the dumbest thing. We, well, you're travel in the middle of the night when Jeffrey kept you awake was the dumbest, but it's the second dumbest thing travel wise. Well, I had no choice. Happened. Oh, because you had to get for the bat. It was basketball. I had to get to. I thought you drove back from Baton Rouge football one night, really, really late. I did. Okay, yeah. that was dumb. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tennessee, Mississippi State um, is this weekend in Starkville. I got Tennessee sweeping. You got Tennessee sweeping. Now we put the Bulldogs at nine and twenty-one on the season. Okay. Kentucky is at uh, Auburn is at Kentucky this weekend. Uh, Auburn two of three. Auburn gets two of three. Yeah, which makes Auburn seventeen and thirteen with an RPI in the top five, and that is a host for the Tigers. Frankly, that might even be a national seed might be. for the Tigers. Wow, it's seventeen and thirteen. They were the eight national seed in all the projections yesterday. Okay, uh, Missouri and Georgia in Athens. Missouri and I'll say Georgia gets two of three. Okay, Arkansas is at Alabama. That's probably a sweep. I think, I think Arkansas. Done. I think Arkansas sweeps Alabama. Yeah, LSU is in Nashville, needing a win. Vanderbilt sweeps them. Ooh. So LSU goes to Hoover needing one, maybe. Look, I know what I saw with Vanderbilt yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Vanderbilt, the light is coming on just in time. Just that, telling it's a really talented That would make LSU 14 really and 16 in the league going good, to Hoover. Make it iffy. Okay. Carolina's at Florida. Florida gets two. And they're safely in. It's not pretty, but they're fine. And then A&M and Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets two. You think Ole Miss gets two? Yeah. You think Ole Miss is slightly better than A&M? I do. A&M just didn't have the skid that Ole Miss hit. 
And look, I'm not making excuses, but Ole Miss is skid. You could go back and look at it, and you could change just a few pitches, and they're a different team. Now, you could do that with a lot of people. Sure. Yeah, I mean, A&M lost the series to Alabama, yeah. which Ole Miss did too, obviously. Yeah, I mean. That's sweet. That's the killer for uh, Ole Miss. That's the one that just, just, just. And when you look up and Delucia doesn't pitch. Mm, it's tough. That's, that's the indictment. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing done in Memphis. So you local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Welcome a new uh, subs- subscriber, a new advertiser to the show. Uh, Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi, at Holcomb Portable Buildings, they custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, she shed, doghouse, or other building. Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, and the doors, and Holcomb Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available, and there's free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662 662- 226-2233 or go to holcombuildings.com or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Hey Rebel Grove, did you know that Dead Socks, he makes custom socks? Look, whether you're rallying the team or building an empire where you put your logo matters and you can't afford to put it on half-rate swag, Dead Soxy will help you create custom premium uh, custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Custom socks just might be the best promotional product you've never tried. Think about it. Every person you know wears socks every day, and they wear their favorite pairs a lot. On top of that, cool custom socks will make a lifetime lasting impression on clients, investors, employees, and donors. Don't worry about not having design skills. Dead Soxy does it all and brings design. uh, They'll bring your design to life. Just share your vision, and they'll bring it to life. They'll create digital mock-ups of designs and present them to to you before any orders are placed. Best of all, we're talking about the same premium retail quality Dead Socks e-socks that are, they're known for, but these are designed for you with your logo. The minimum order is only 120 pairs of the same style, and the uh, lead time is six to eight weeks. So get your project started today. Go to deadsoxy.com backslash custom to check out what they do with custom socks. Mention that you heard the ad on Rebel Grove. And on this podcast, you get $100 off all custom orders now. That's deadsoxy.com backslash custom. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next place. So go to gamechangerpatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by ACS. Automation and Control Systems, LLC. They're based out of Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. I guess this is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222 here on South Lamar in Oxford or with Tyson Drugs. 
in Holly Springs. Remember, they offer the uh, the med packs where they will uh, go ahead and get your prescriptions done each month. They'll put them in little pouches morning, evening for those who need that extra step, trying to help a parent or a loved one. GM and Tyson Drugs will take care of uh, that for you. So, again, switch your medication over from a big box pharmacy. Again, that's 662-236-2222. Yeah, I was a little off real quick before we jump into football. Um, Auburn was number five overall national seed yesterday in the uh, in the projection. Oh, wow. They had uh, Tennessee. And, again, where they are does not matter. They are trying to get clicks, and they're just putting people in spots. So, sure. just chill there. But um, Tennessee, number one overall seed. Um here they had uh, LSU a two seed in Lubbock. They had Vanderbilt as a host now, the 14 national seed. They had Southern Miss a two in Nashville. Um, they have East Carolina a two in Blacksburg. They've been red hot, so I thought they might could sort of maybe get back in it at some point. Uh, Florida a two in Coral Gables. Arkansas, the number 13 overall national seed. They had Texas and La Tech there in Fayetteville. Uh, Georgia, a two seed in Tallahassee. Auburn, the number again, the number five overall national seed. They had uh, Ole Miss, the three seed in Louisville. Louisville, the eight national seed, matched up with number nine national seed Texas A and M. So, okay. that. yeah, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Ole Miss at Louisville would be. Oh God. I mean, I, sign me oh up. God. Sign me up. Considering right now with everything, like, oh, my God. <laughs> sign me up. That Thursday press conference, I just like stare around going, really, really doing this? We we, we having this? This is what we're doing today. Okay. I'd tip my hat to the committee, I'd say. Troll hey, on. Hey, if you want interest. Troll on, gentlemen. You want interest. Ladies. I mean, yeah, sure. It's, it's there. If you want storylines. When you put the whole gang together and make East Carolina the two, Ole Miss the three, Louisville the one. Oh. I mean, go ahead and just have the Mike Bianco Invitational. That'd be the coach of the number four seed. He'd be like, I got nothing. <laughs> y'all, y'all. <laughs> we're just happy to be here right now. We're, he'd we're... pull out some of that popcorn. <laughs> just say. Like the, like the dude in the uh the dude in the in the gif just sits back, put his legs up. Yeah. <laughs> So, college football yesterday. Um, Nick Saban was speaking in an event with local business leaders in Birmingham yesterday. Yep. Is this where you want to start? Is this, oh, is yes. Is this the place to start? This is the place to go. He uh, has an interesting quote. <clears throat> he says, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year, Saban told the audience. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Mm-hmm. Made a deal for name, image, likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? Oh, no. But I didn't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. Saban said Alabama players made up $3 million during doing it the right way, in quotes, last year, and that only 25 players were able to leverage NIL opportunities. Um, we can start there. Been telling you this for a while. Yeah. Saban is worried about NIL, not the portal. They're doing great in the portal. Frankly, they're doing better in the portal than damn near anyone. They get the elite players out of the portal. But NIL is disrupting the process at Alabama. 
they don't have as many people who are willing to go over the table and make NIL happen. And at some point, all of the whining, and this is starting to look like whining, is kind of off-putting. Well, look. It's I'm, complete I'm kinda, crap that they did not have any level of inducement to an Alabama player through NIL last year. Come on. Well, of course. And through every one of these portal kids. I'm kind of Mike Bray here, the Notre Dame basketball coach. Yeah. Is this from his quote a couple weeks ago? He says, you can either bitch about it or accept it. It's the way that you, to do business now. He's not wrong. Statement or Bray? Bray. Okay. You can bitch about it, but it's not changing. Look, he, he bitches every time he gets threatened. And now, look, let's not go hyperbolic. Alabama's not going to go 6-6 six and six next year. But Saban's model has always been, so this is how he can sit up there on a stage and say, we didn't buy anybody. His model has always been plausible deniability. Tons of it. That's always been his, I'll, I'll give you a personal anecdote. Yeah, sure. When Nick Saban first got the Alabama job, I was doing radio in Mobile. I guess by this time I was covering the SEC as a whole. Yeah, I was, I'd been off the Auburn beat for a while. And I was doing radio in Mobile, and a guy called in. He was like, hey, if I ask you a question, will you give me an honest answer? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he said, do you think LSU paid Jamarcus Russell? Well, Jamarcus was from Mobile. I'd covered his recruiting a good bit. He was a highly recruited national recruit. As a high school kid, he could throw a ball 80 yards or whatever. Everyone – People talked about Jamarcus Russell, the college prospect, from the moment he took a snap at Williamson High School. Yes. Okay? Yeah, sure. And I said, yes. LSU absolutely paid Jamarcus Russell. He said, do you think Nick Saban knew about it? And I answered honestly. Do I think he knew the details? No. But I think that was intentional. I think he knew not to know. And I think that's the model. And in fairness to Saban, he's not the only one that's that way. Well, it's frankly the it's it was the model to do it that way. But I mean, it's completely and utterly the way to do it. But I mean. it pissed Saban off to the point that a few weeks later, it might not even been a few weeks later. I don't remember the exact date, but we were at I was in Destin covering the spring meetings, and I was downstairs talk, doing interviews with people, and I saw Saban and Alabama's SID standing over there, kind of looking at me. And I realized oh. he wants to talk. And sure enough, we went and had a one-on-one conversation. And he was polite, but he said it was unprofessional, that I was in- insulting his integrity. And I think he wanted an apology, and I didn't apologize because I believed what I'd said. But this is his thing. This is absolutely his thing. It's what he's always done. Of course Alabama has inducements for players. Of course they do. Now, that's, that's not the only reason that they've won. It's, it's, that's, that's absurd if you say that. Alabama's also done an incredible job of early evaluation. Nick Saban was one of the first ones to do this kind of camp invite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that was genius on his part. There was nothing illegal about that. Nothing unethical about it. I mean, you know, you would tell kids, hey, 
kids would say, I've got an offer, and you'd think you've got a camp offer. They're bringing you to camp. But they've done a great job of evaluating kids. They've done a very great job of getting kids into their program and developing them and turning them into NFL players. And that developed a cycle, right, where kids knew, hey, if I go there and I buy into the system, three years later I got a chance to be a first or second round draft choice. And that's where the money is. But, of course, there's always been inducements. But Alabama's inducements have been, frankly, the same way that most people's inducements have been, sort of under the table, hey, we'll get a find a relative who can qualify for a car. They'll get the car. You'll get the car. All that stuff. That's how it's done. I mean, I'm sure I'm pissing people off right now if they're listening to this in Alabama, but it's the truth. Sure. And everybody else is doing it too. But now the game has changed with NIL. You don't have to do that anymore. And now you have these schools that have giant kind of corporate followings. Texas, Texas A&M, USC. We're starting to see it with Miami. Uh, there's Tennessee a little bit. Tennessee a little bit. Oregon a little bit. And they're able to do this above board, except for the part, and this is what's frustrating to people, but this is the real world. You, quote, can't use NIL as an inducement. Okay, how are you going to prove that? They are using it as an inducement. Yeah, they are. Which as is long the whole- as the money doesn't change hands until the kid gets on campus – it doesn't matter. And now some states are passing rules that you can pay high school kids. So it's the genie out of the bottle, the toothpaste out of the tube. It's all done. It's over. It's not going back. And Saban is trying, I think, to drag it back. Or, or and I'll stop after this, or it's possible that this is him setting up his exit. Do you believe that he did not anticipate where it was going and how they would be behind other schools in this arena? Or do you think it was calculated last summer that he had a great example of doing it the right way when he bragged about Bryce Young getting the million dollars at SEC Media Days? Because he had the most early public thing of, oh, God, we're way, he was recruiting. We're yeah. way up here. We got God to pay you. But that he was a guy already on campus, no inducements. Right. And completely above board. Sure. 100%. I I don't know that he saw it coming. I I do know that people around him saw it coming. Because he still continues to point back to that. No, no, no. But that was already here. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. That was was Alabama people taking care of Alabama kids. And he's right. 100%. But it was naive of anyone, Nick Saban or anyone else, to think that NIL wouldn't become what it has become quickly. He goes on during his um, comments last night to say if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an Wait, antitrust. Slow down, read that yeah. again. If the NCAA doesn't get protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot afford enforce their rules. Just like, and he, they use Alabama coach Nate Oates said, we have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. By the way, Nate Oates, Nate Oates was incredibly uncomfortable during this conversation of last night. Because you can't recruit high-level basketball players unless you are getting NIL deals. As inducements, yes. Of course. Then he goes, hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy $1 million last year that was a really good Division One player to come to the school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody, nobody did anything about it. I mean, those guys at Miami, they're going to play basketball there for $400,000. It's in the newspaper. 
The guys tell you how he's doing it. The guy tells you how he's doing it. Obviously, he's speaking of uh, Travis Hunter, the um, Florida State commit that flipped at Jackson State. Um, Deion Sanders pushed back on that, by the way. He denied the rumor that Hunter had been offered more than a million dollars, even though that was exactly what it was from Barstool Sports, which Sanders is an employee. Um, Sanders comes back and says, you best believe I will address that lie. Coach Saban told tomorrow. Called him coach, by the way. Yeah. Um, It was, I was awakened by my son that sent me the article stating that we paid Travis Hunter a million to play at JSU. We as a people don't have to pay our people to play with our people. So, uh, and he says he's going to say more today. So we'll see what Dion says today. Dion even played the race card at that point. Yes. I'm with the grind. I'll bet a thousand dollars Travis Hunter does not finish his career at Jackson State. Yeah, I, I'm. I would not I feel take very that. comfortable I'm with, with I'm that. On, I'm on the same side. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm on Jimbo Fisher's side of this, but I kind of am. I'm kind of on the side of the guy that just doesn't talk about it at all. Because Jimbo looks like an idiot when he talks about it too. Well, that's he's for, lying. Yes, of course. But everybody's lying. We're. Well, we're just shut up. We've just gone from under the table lying to over the table lying. The NCAA is not going to get into this. They're not going to go hammer somebody. They don't have it. They don't. Somebody's going to communicate and cooperate, and they're going to hammer one team. Somebody is going to go, nope, we have to communicate with the NCAA because we're a voluntary member, and they're going to throw it out there on a platter. Well, then that school's an I, idiot. A collection of idiots. Okay. Just telling you. Somebody. Some point in the next how many ever months? Nope. Somebody's going to get absolutely KO'd by this thing. Well, that's clearly what Saban wants. He wants it to go back to what it was. Well, of course. I mean, look. It's all self-whatever. Well, look at them in the quarterback portal, quarterback market. They're having a hard time all of a sudden because those guys are – the numbers are outrageous and they're getting it. And I know people – like William Liston talked to us. Mm-hmm. And William has seen the contract. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, look, there's a lot of outs in this. There's a lot of ways that it's not going to. But if you're the kid, you look at it and go, but if I do everything in that contract, I'm making $8 million bucks," Which is true. Which is a factual thing. I mean, I've heard the numbers on Jaden Rashada. Are the numbers exactly right? I don't know. Are they completely off? No. I've told people. I mean, I, I've talked to people at different places where he visited. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's fully a coincidence that Jaden Rashada visited Fayetteville and Oxford, essentially on back to back weekends, and at both Arkansas and Ole Miss. Forty eight hours later, they were taking quarterback commits not named Jaden Rashada. I don't think that's a coincidence. Sure, and maybe it is. I doubt it. But I'm with Ginger here. Saban is whining, and I find it to he be. He whines every time he feels like there is a – he not even that it's that it's equal, that he doesn't have a competitive advantage. Of course. He whines every single time he doesn't have a competitive advantage in something. And then I think we're back to the him when someone goes, what do you mean you've never – but you didn't buy any players? He didn't buy them. Yeah. Nick's like his his point is I didn't offer anything to anyone, and he probably did. He, I'm, I'm, I had I, the in home, and we talked about it, 
and built by Bama and in the In fact, NFL he certainly and, didn't. Yeah. Now, the Red Elephant Club, who knows? But the Red Elephant Club operates under the table. Yeah. When you ask those guys who are business owners. Yeah, sure. Successful people. Some were in that room last night. Of course. When you ask them to get above the table, they're like, okay, that's going to hurt my business. Like, you're running a big jewelry store in Birmingham, okay? Right? Mm-hmm. You're running a big jewelry store in Birmingham. Do you want to alienate the Auburn audience? Auburn people buy jewelry, too. Yeah, sure. Do you want to alienate the Tennessee fans that live in Birmingham, the LSU fans that live in Birmingham, the UAB fans that live in Birmingham, the Ole Miss fans that live in Birmingham, Mississippi State? All those people buy jewelry, too, Chase. Sure. They've got wives, daughters, sons that get watches, whatever. Do you want to – that's what's happening the answer is no, you don't want to do that. You do want to do it under the table because you want Alabama to win because that's fun. But now you want to get your business too. Around Valentine's Day, you want that Auburn fan to come in and buy the the, the gift for his wife. You want the 50th anniversary guy to come in and drop the 10 grand. And splurge on, a little. Yeah, splurge yeah. a little. Not go to the competitive jeweler because you're the one that's paying for Alabama players publicly. So if you're going to do that for Alabama in that state, running a business, you've got to do it for Auburn too. You do, yeah. And in that city, you've got to do it for Bur- UAB as well. Well, now you're spending more on NIL than you meant to yeah. because you really wanted to put all that money into the Alabama running back. Yeah. And that's what's happened in that state. That's just the reality. Texas is different. Miami, sure, a hell different. Yeah. Miami, SC. They're, they're wide open. Hey, we're, at, we're Miami. Yeah, sure. And that guy – We'll do it in a second. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Even if you waited the last minute, great place to go for teacher's gifts, end of year. You're going to need those. Get teacher teacher's gifts from Johnson Hill Creamery. Go to their Instagram page. You can see pictures of it. They have really cool stuff. they got a special box that includes a couple of cheeses, a Soprasada rose, pepper jelly, and fruit for just 20 bucks. Give them a call. They'll get one ready for you. you know, they make all their cheeses locally and in-house every single day just off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. That's 662-419-9201. JohnstonHillCreamery.com and cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. We're also brought to you by, speaking of jewelry, we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126. And I mentioned jewelry in Birmingham intentionally, by the way. There you go. Uh, I'll catch you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for uh, some 75 years, from engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. You can check them out at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. I'll have a a hand-raised guys for you, but it's going to be tomorrow. Uh, Some SEC football, some NFL football. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area, one in Flowood, one in uh, uh, Ridgeland. Or you can go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Taping a mind on my money this afternoon. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation, 
benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. You guys know how this works. You're thinking about traveling. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to help you uh, with options that you're not going to find on your own to make your trip a uh, unique one that creates a lifetime of memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by OPA, uh, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Uh, Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, PrimeShrimp.com. They uh, ship straight to your door. Money back guarantee if you don't love it, but you will. MPW is the code to get $20 off your first order. You can do that again by going to PrimeShrimp.com. Five different flavors, an easy way to have lunch, dinner, get restaurant-quality restaurant shrimp in the way that you like it. Everything from the uh, Louisiana Shrimp Bowl that's a little spicier to the garlic herb or the Simply Shrimp that's their newest flavor that you can doctor it up yourself. Signature is my favorite garlic kind of a uh, a good flavor profile on that one as well so again prime shrimp.com straight to your door every uh single week um let's see so here's, here's the interesting thing they were discussing in the thread yeah well, what I, I was gonna say real quick okay, go there is the miami guy he's actually the one as you're what you're talking about that is look we all know what he's doing but frankly if he ever gets into a court case he did the really smart thing if he threw some stuff at FIU. He threw some stuff at some other schools mm-hmm. where he went, I'm not a Miami collective or a directive. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying a lot of South Florida kids. I yeah. live here. I'm, I'm investing in my home. That's what I'm doing. Oh, it's very so funny. it's 90% Miami, but he's throwing a little juice around in other yeah. places. No, he can say if they go, well, you're just giving to Miami kids. Can go, no. No. I've got kids at FIU. I've got kids at FAU. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, you're wrong. And you're wrong. Yeah, here, here's the receipts. Here's where I sent so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. So Lane Kiffin had some fun on Twitter. He did. And I've heard people say, well, if, if Saban's whining, he's whining too. And I thought about that. But it's different. Because Lane Kiffin's never – I mean, he was at Alabama. He knows how the – I suspect he knows how he the – He knows the exact way. These he knows how made. the bread is buttered there, I suspect. But he's not benefiting from some monumental – under the table, I used to always push back on people during the freeze stuff. They go, boy, Ole Miss must be really cheating. And my answer was always, no. I mean, they'd like to, but they don't have the resources to compete with those those teams in under the table, you know, backroom recruiting. I would always say, even on freezes big years, look at the kids they lost on signing day usually outweighed the kids that they got. So I don't know that Lane's whining. In fact, I don't really think Lane's whining. I think Lane's just saying, hey, we've always said this. Like, you watch a Lane Kiffin press conference. If someone says, hey, um, tell me about what's going on at tight end, you're going to get this, uh, you know, we're just trying to bring in a few guys and hopefully they'll catch a pass or something. I don't know. Ask a big picture question. Mm-hmm. His eyes perk up. He stands up a little straighter. His voice gets a little louder. 
He talks about it. I think this is just Lane Kiffin saying this is the state of college football today. I think yesterday with the Peyton Manning gun thing, he was just going, told you. Well, yeah, he was he was making fun of Nick of, hey, duh. Like, yeah, yeah what do you what What'd you think? And also a little, hey, you're, you're bitching. Really? Right, right. Yeah, you, he's, you, he's had some fun with the parody thing and all that. I mean, he's having fun with, with, with Saban. And he's, uh, I mean, he's basically just said, come on, Jimbo. Don't, they're, they're not there for the bonfire. Yeah. But, I mean, look, if, if, and I think Lane would tell you this. If he could do that here, he'd do it here. Well, yeah, that's where you're right, that Jimbo, what's he supposed to say if he says something? And just don't say anything. Yeah, my, my thing is just shut up and go about your business. Yeah, my advice to Jimbo would just be, yeah, we're super excited about this class. Yeah. Don't go on a 20-minute rant you've had to write down and put your spectacles on to go, they really came for the Reveille and the whole deal. But there's and the so whatever. many coaches that want so badly to go, and we did it the right way. I know. Shut it's, up. Uh, we won. Who cares about the right way? We won. We're getting rings. The two things that are going on in the Twitter machine this morning, got uh, Travis Hunter himself fighting back, goes, I got a meal, question mark, but my mom's still staying in a three-bedroom house with five kids. Look, I... Well, he's not. He has a documented deal with. He's not here yet. He's not there yet. Yeah, he has a documented deal with Barstool. Um, you're getting paid when you get there. It's yeah. disingenuous to pretend that you're not. Yeah. Is he there yet? Did I, he go through spring? I have no idea. Actually, I think he might have. But either way, he has a deal lined up. I don't know. Well, he's that. probably not getting it all at once either. Yeah. Oh well, no, that's a that's a huge part of these things, by the way. And then uh, pandering to the nth degree. Owen Buchanan of Texags uh, tweets. <laughs> I sent a message to Alabama SID to request an interview with Nick Saban. I hope he consents. Um, oh, that's good. And he is not my favorite guy in the world, but to Brandon Marcello's credit, I've also requested a meeting on Mars with Dr. Manhattan. Yes, that is <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. You know, I was wrong about SEC Media Days where I said yeah, it was going to be kind of boring. Yeah. SEC Media Days has a chance to be a shit show. What days is everybody, everybody on? Kiffin's the first day. Is he? Yeah. Is the opening act? He's the third person to the podium. It's Sankey it. and then somebody and then Kiffin. It's uh, Sankey, Kelly, Kiffin, Drinkwitz. That's right. Everybody can leave before Missouri gets on the podium. They finish their day off and start writing Everybody's, stories. Everybody will be – their notebooks will be full after Greg Sankey, Brian Kelly, and, and Lane Kiffin. Well, look, that's what – the way this works, and look, they're doing it the right way. The sure. SEC makes a week event out of this. They put weak coaches at the end of the first three days and something pretty interesting on day four to yeah. keep everybody there. Yeah. That is the way that works every single year. And you look at it, they try to get you there early and then keep you. So, Sankey, Kelly, Kiffin, Drinkwitz. Mm -hmm. By Missouri, everybody's done for the day. They got their stuff. Day two, Saban kicking it off. Leach, Beamer, and then Clark Lee. Okay, cool. Moving yeah. on with your day. Yeah. Wednesday, Pittman, Napier, Kirby, and then uh, Mark Stoops. Oh, that's a pretty good day. Yeah, Pittman, Napier, Smart Stoops. And then on day uh, four, Harson getting the, keeping the local guys, yeah. Heupel, and Jimbo to finish. Oh, people will stay to the end now. Yeah, see? No, the, I, I've always given the SEC. That's, I always give the SEC credit for their, their ability to – pull that off and make it a four-day event? Well, and look, we make fun of it, but even the credentialing 7,000 people, whatever, who gives a crap, it doesn't. I mean, sure. It doesn't. No, it might give you a little comedy, but for the most part, that's about it. I mean, it's not. Chuck Dunlap's really good at what he does. 
He's excellent. Oh, yeah. They, frankly, the league office is really well run. I know everybody loves to – they play favorites and all that, whatever. From a standpoint of making that a four-day event that could easily be done in a day and a half is – because it very part. much could be done today. Of course, it's but this year, I mean, it's starting to shape up to where it's depending on moods. Yeah, I mean, and and Kiffin might set it up on Monday where people he gives you the week. Yeah, people yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You get him so early that if he sets up some talking points, Saban and Jimbo and the whole deal. And yeah, you get Sankey talking about the whole future of the sport and all that stuff, which will be fascinating. And Greg yeah. Sankey's a, a very intelligent person. Who, but he drops the bomb this week that, yeah, we're really considering dropping divisions when we go to 16. Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. Notice he didn't say pods and he didn't talk about quadrants. Or he didn't say if we go to 16. Yeah. He said when. Yeah. Or whatever. I can't wait for him to say 16 or more. 22. I don't or know. 20. 18 yeah yeah it's just legalese and i get what i did but it was it was my it was my thinking the hoover thing it was my or the nasty the media days it was my favorite part of when i did the hoover application of the day they send you this thing in the pregnant line is like we will notify you prior to arrival if you've been if you've been approved oh, it's for like, baseball yeah it's like i yeah. have a pulse um it's fine <laughs> gonna well with football it's it's truly <laughs> do you have a pulse yeah. you're in yeah Jim Mashick, JimMashick.com. Yeah, I've always people go, man, I wish I could go to media days. You can. Like, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it is harder to get the link to sign up than it is to get approved. Like, somebody's yeah. got to give you the link, but otherwise, you're you're, you're good to Joe go. Joe Schmo at JoeSchmo.com. Done. You're in. Because they want to tell you how many people are there. They want as big of a number yeah. as they can get. That is the goal. It's at the College Football Hall of Fame this year. Is it? Yeah. See, even there, I'd rather it just be in Hoover. Just oh, put it in the Winfrey and call it a day. Leave it where it is, it or whatever works. it's called now. The Sheraton, or is it Sheraton now? Something like that. Lord help. So, what's Dion going to say? Is he going to take on Nick Saban today? He is, yeah. You're picking on us. Blah 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 blah. He's not picking on you. That's what he's going to say. It's just a different landscape now. But Saban's whining, and it shows you how threatened he feels. Well, and he should. Because he's threatened by anything that lessens. Again, it's not him saying, oh, we can't compete at all. It's just going, hey, we can't be the dominant force. Right. Which is all he really cares about. Well, look, if I said this on the message board. We love to do this about Texas A&M, and I think they're going to lose a bunch of games this year too. But if they recruit the way they recruited this past year, two, three years in a row – they're going to pass Alabama by default. And that's not me talking. That's SEC people talking. Coaches that I've talked to saying that. That if they recruit at that level, there's just no way you lose. It's still a talent game. Um, I do want to see the latest Aflac commercials when they film them again. Might be a little tension in the room. You think so? Saban might not give Dion the big flashy necklace this time. Might might be a little testy. A little more uh, whatever. Yeah, a little snark. So Kiffin this morning. <laughs> um, he done more this he's, morning? No, he's not done. Uh, <laughs> 22 minutes ago. Okay. Um, 
he retweets college football facts, but the username is BWBB0, whatever, who cares. Uh, it says 2018, zero five stars. 2019, two five stars. 2020, two five stars. 2021, one five star. NIL introduced. 2022, seven five stars in the highest rated class of all time. Makes perfect logic. After losing to Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, and LSU and finishing four and four in the SEC, it was clear the nation's elite recruits that this program was on the rise. He nailed it in his picture of Jimbo screaming. Uh, Kiffin quote tweets that quote that tweet this morning with the uh, kind of thinking emoji at Aggie football and <laughs> and Alabama football, <laughs> and then says the goat might and just puts dot 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 um, oh, out there. Then <laughs> those are more. He retweets the ESPN article that says Saban says A and M bought every player. Uh-huh. He quote does that this morning, and then he quote tweets it again. And says, "Lay off the goat, Dion," with a bunch of laughing emojis. emojis. <laughs> so that is there is. Yeah, he's he's just having fun. He's instigating. there is Lane this morning. Yeah, he he's instigating. He had a free half hour and went. You know what? We're gonna. He literally might set it on fire on that Monday in Atlanta just by enforcing everybody, like forcing he, everyone to have to comment. Hey, Nick, Lane Kiffin was at the podium yesterday and said this. Yeah, no, I mean, hundred percent. Which forces Saban to say something, which allows somebody on Thursday to say, um, Jimbo, I'm sure you're aware of this, but on Monday, Nick uh, Lane Kiffin said this, and on Tuesday, Nick Saban said this. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on your reaction to those comments. <laughs> SID scrambling for yeah. 24 hours going, yeah. we'll say this. Uh, good luck telling those kind of guys what to say. I mean, no one's going to pull Lane Kiffin aside on Monday and go, hey, don't don't no no create the headlines let's go his facial reaction on that fake facetime that was going around last week still it's making me laugh every time i saw it (laughs) (laughs) he makes me laugh every time (laughs) so cute um oh god uh all right yeah so I, i don't we'll see if he's done the last one was like nine minutes ago so he still could be He's just sitting in Boca, just fishing, literally and figuratively. <laughs> just, here's the real. <laughs> these fish aren't biting. Maybe these will. Thank God it's Lane Kiffin and not Lie Drinkwitz. I have not seen Drinkwitz comment on any of these matters. No. There was another story yesterday in college football. What was that? The, the uh, Dropped the um, oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll get in that a second. Yeah, um, I got some comments from some people on that. It's pretty interesting. Okay, uh, before we go there, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark N E S P A R C best internet in Lafayette County. Two packages the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Fort Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESpark.com 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So, again, call the office. For details, that's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors serves you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great opportunities to candidates since 1967. We told you about if you're on the job hunt, they can help you. But if you're also, if you're looking 
for a quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you too. Keep in mind that uh, payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using uh, conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And it is camp season here uh, in just a matter of less than two weeks at Southern Traditions Farm. Uh, get in touch with Bowers Cone, with Susan Walt, and uh, enjoy uh, some of the equestrian camps that are going on starting on May the 30th. They roll through the month of June, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 2 each day. They've got a lot going on out there, sand rings, grass rings, miles of wooded trails. So check it out, again, by getting in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I'm actually going to give him credit. I just looked it up, and uh, Drinkwitz picked the the perfect GIF for a uh, a situation. He actually quote tweeted Lane's comment about Dion or whatever, and he used the uh, he used the Kirby eating the popcorn where he kind of has to look away, where he goes wow oh, and yeah. kind of whatever. It's pretty good. So That's yeah, good. Drinkwitz is he tries hard. He he wants to be included very badly. He um, that is true. He tweeted that, and then he tweeted where he and Gus Malzahn apparently had a week and. Como hanging out and talking some ball. So those have been his recent uh, Twitter interactions. That's yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're he and Gus are buddies. Yeah, they're buddies. It's all good. He's probably fine. He's just easy to make fun of. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. You want to have a beer with him? I'm sure. Okay. I mean, I'm, I I have you a, wouldn't with every coach. I have a feeling I would kind of like the guy. Yeah. There's coaches in the league that I think I'd probably kind of like, and there's coaches in the league that I pretty much know that I wouldn't. Sammy says, off topic, has anyone ever, ever, ever thought any pizza was one of their best ever meals, or we just take it for granted because we have it so often? I don't really eat it that often, but... Yeah, I've, I've quit eating it. Um, Really good pizza is damn good. It's great. It's Average the- pizza is overrated. Yes. Great pizza is great. Yes, but like I'm not going to go to Pizza Hut and have a slice and go, "Oh man, no, no, no." I mean, it's fine. Pizza is also not bad, though. Very rarely, it's hard to have bad pizza. Now I've had bad pizza, but it's hard to have bad. Pizza. Yeah, it's hard to have it just awful. The worst pizza I've ever had was in a press box in Jonesboro, Arkansas, or whatever their local establishment Ooh, really? was in Jonesboro. Oh, it was. Terrible. Not edible. Yeah. Like worse than Little Caesars. Like room service back at the Hilton Garden Inn when I got back because I had not eaten. 
Yeah, oh, it was it was because everything also closes at like seven thirty. Um, pizza is one of the few things that I I crave. Like I'll think about pizza, pizza and wings. Yeah, two things that I just randomly crave. You eat the wings with the seasoning instead of the sauce. You can have wings. Not gonna kill you. Yeah, not gonna kill you. But if you're trying to be careful, it's still yeah. you're better off. What is fried chicken? Boneless, skinless. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Fried chicken. So yeah, that's a good thought. All right, uh, signing limits. So they're gone. Hey, look, I, it's it's the right rule. It's the right rule. It's a good move. Go ahead. I asked somebody in in college coaching. Okay. I said, "What's this going to mean?" He goes, "This year." Not much, really. Moving forward, it's huge. It's going to change the game for everyone. I said, more portal? And he's like, yeah, for everyone. He goes, but here's the deal. New staffs can come in now and cut 50 guys. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That That is the issue, is that it also means you're not – well, I mean, you're still liable to APR, I guess, right? I don't know. I think you have to be, don't you? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I haven't had the chance to – Research it all the way out. No, roster management is about to be a level of train wreck that is hard to put into words. He goes, you could come in and cut 50 guys, get 25 out of the portal, 25 out of high school, sort it out. And I was like, what a crazy world. He says it's going to be a crazy next two years. Yeah, roster management is about to be a disaster. So a new coach comes in, gets the job, and goes – Peace, 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 peace. See ya. Well, it Jumps. already happens in, in non-equity sports. I mean, back baseball. Yeah. I mean, guys come in and go. Yeah. We see basketball. Yeah. There's one dude back at LSU. Yeah. Ole Miss has brought in, what, eight, nine new guys? Yeah. Hell, Arkansas has got, what, ten new guys? Do they really? Yeah. What's to stop it from happening in football? Because it hasn't happened before, that recipe's out the window. Yeah, we're no longer we're, in that we're, game. We're gone with that. That's out. So, I don't know. I don't know about APR. Look, it's and this is this is a topic for Monday, so remind me. But it's one of the things where I talk about. You know, I was listening. I saw the clip on Super Talk a couple of days ago where Chris Lamonis was on Mississippi State's head baseball coach. Yeah, and Richard Aborky asked him. How close are we to getting the 11.7 or basically scholarship limits removed for smaller sports uh-huh. where you can just do what you want? Well, he said, thinks within the next three, six, 12 months, there's major push to that to, to potentially get it done. But there's so many other elements to it. There's money. Not everybody can just fund everybody. There's Title IX, which makes it a, I mean, not to get into an Ole Miss thing, but Ole Miss already is at the minimum number of sports. Mm hmm that can be sponsored to be an SEC member. They can't drop a sport. But how do you give 20 scholarships to baseball without giving everybody everything? And then how do you afford that? And how many schools can afford it? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many unintended consequences we've, Well, we've to talked all this about the number of schools that we just that, go, that's it, we're out of, we're out of baseball. Yeah. We're done. Or we stay where we are and know we're going to get beat by the other teams. I mean, one way or the other. But that's my point, is that even for a place like Ole Miss with a $130 million athletic budget, it's a lot of decisions there where you go, whoa, I don't Sure. Do you have to create gymnastics to be able to 
equal title nine. Well, I mean, at Ole Miss, if you went from 11.7 to 25 or whatever the number that is. That adds 13 women's You would absolutely have to go out of women's sport. Yeah. Which is you've got to, or are you full? I don't know if there's an. I don't know all the equivalencies, so I don't know if there are enough people at, like say, enough softball players where if you make them all full tuition or all full scholarship, does that offset it if you do that in other sports? But I mean, like, I'm going to talk to Chris Malloy. By the way, congrats! Our golf team's going to the national championships. Uh, if you get baseball twenty, he's going to go. Well, hey, where's my four? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just one sport. It's up and down sure. the line all the way through. I mean, he goes, hey, we're, we got the same deal baseball's got. We got a problem. I need you to fix that. <clears throat> Your sport doesn't make money. Well, I, the other one does. Well, exactly. No, I mean, you're right. That's, but that's kind of my point, though. And full I go, circle, that's my point on, on what the, some of the well, women's sports. I'm going full circle on the women's sports, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Which is why, why in the hell are you paying a women's basketball coach $850,000 for a sport that does not, not, not only doesn't make money but loses a bunch of money? Scratch that and go, we don't care anymore. We, we, we're going Missouri baseball on you. I would. I'd be like, hey, we're not competing in that. We're out. We're going to pay you $50,000. Don't get in trouble. Stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Screw it. Think you can do it with that sport? I don't know. I'd find out. No, I, I, I do think you have to pick a couple. No sports. one's watching women's basketball. It's 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 in a very small handful of markets that anybody cares. I do think you have more potential in softball. Sure, better TV sport. It's a better TV sport. People watch it. They get better ratings than the College World Series sometimes. Yeah, because of the movements. Yeah, yeah games faster. Yeah. Yeah, it's topic for Monday, but it's interesting. I think there's a changing landscape that's that's fairly fascinating in that way that is not as cut and dry as everybody's trying to make it out to be. You're going, well, we're just going to do this. And it's like, no, there's 15 things over well, here that and are when problems you, with And that. when you do it, and I think Lamonis is right, by the way. I do yeah. think it's I do think it's coming. I think it's going to force ath- athletic officials to sit in the rooms and go, okay, let's put our political correct card down. Let's put our make everybody feel good card down, and let's figure out how the hell do we balance this. Mm-hmm. And the answer is going to be some pain. Yeah, like well, it's like look, Olympic sports in general, men's, women's, whatever, you can't just pay top two numbers in every sport. I mean, you can't do it. You got to pick some where you go, hey, we just can't really. That it is what it is. So. Mark says, don't women's hoops have better ratings than baseball? Probably, but here's the thing: but not locally a, and not at, money. At a handful of places, baseball either breaks even or. And make, if you break even, that means you saved money, which means yeah, you earn money. It's like defensive runs saved here. Like Ole Miss breaks even today, right? Yeah. But if you add 14 scholarships, are they breaking even? Oh, hell no. And now you're, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? And so you, it's it, unintended consequences are coming with some of this. Yeah. So. All right. More uh, with you this week. Hand raise, guys, to uh, tomorrow and then Ole Miss and A&M tonight again, 637 tomorrow and 130 on Saturday. Close the regular season and Ole Miss will play in Tuesday in uh in Hoover, Alabama. So back with you on Monday and we will talk to you again soon.